Hello and welcome to Empower to Empower Others radio show. We hope that while you're with us today, you'll hear a relevant kingdom teaching or inspiration that will aid you in becoming your best you. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be empowered. Good afternoon, listeners. Welcome to Lunchtime Inspiration. This is your host, Apostle Valerie Burrell. I am grateful and thankful to God to be with you all again today. What a powerful week we've had thus far, and I know that today will not be any different. Our guest today is the wonderful, the beautiful Reverend Peggy Fox. Amen. Reverend Peggy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Amen, amen. This is a preacher, a teacher, a Christian education leader, a conference facilitator who loves the Lord. Her motto is, if I can help somebody, if I can lead someone to Christ, if I can equip and empower someone as they seek to serve the Lord, then my living is not in vain. This is a powerful woman, uh, a powerful woman of God, and I am excited to hear what the Spirit of God has for us through her today. So, Reverend Peggy, I'm going to turn it over to you as you are led by the Spirit of God to release his word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Apostle Burrell, with so much going on in our state and in our world today, surrounding this coronavirus and devastating toll is taken on our lives, even causing people to be depressed and stressed and full of grief, and rightly so. I want to offer a word of hope this morning, a word of hope based on the promises of what God, through his son Jesus, said he will do. So let us pray. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. Now, God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my strength, my rock and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. The text for today comes from the Old Testament prophet of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. And I'm reading from the uh, New International Version of God's Word, Isaiah 61, verses 1, 2, and 3. And it reads as follows. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. Here's the good part to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of a mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Oh, Facebook, all my Facebook family and friends and all of our listeners today, God always has a plan. And it's always for our good, and it's always for our blessing. We don't always understand it, but God always has a plan, and his plan will always be more beautiful than our disappointments. 
In this text, the prophet Isaiah was preaching to the people of his day, doing all he could to give them hope in the midst of a troubling world. And as he focused their attention on the future, he pointed them to the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Forty and two generations later, the prophecy of the coming Messiah was fulfilled. And according to Luke 4, verses 16 through 21, when Christ began his ministry, he went to the synagogue in Nazareth, and he stood up and read the scroll of the prophet Isaiah that was handed to him. And it was Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2 that I just read for you that he read and declared that his mission was to preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to those held captive, and to proclaim the year of God's salvation and the coming day of judgment. And then he said, today, even on May, on May 7, 2020, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And then in Isaiah 61, verse 3, Isaiah adds that the Messiah's mission is also to comfort all who grieve and mourn, all who are burdened under the weight of their suffering. Isaiah prophesied that the Messiah promises to give them a crown of beauty and all of gladness and joy and a garment of praise instead of sackcloth and ashes. Well, what are ashes? When I think about ashes, I think about fire, because you get ashes as a result of a fire. Ashes are the residue of what's left behind after something has been destroyed. See, ashes can be those wounded parts of our lives caused and left by the fires of life. Everybody has burned wounds and scars. Maybe somebody's ash has to do with abuse. Maybe somebody's is a hurt that's still lingering because of a failed marriage or relationship. Maybe your ashes have to do with an illness. Maybe your ashes are the despair you've caused of a financial hardship or being furloughed or losing your job or a business that's closed and losing money. Maybe it's the death of a loved one because of the coronavirus. Sometimes, sometimes, the hardest and deepest burns and wounds and scars are self-inflicted because of the things that we have or have not done. For the good news of today's text, is that God never intends for us to stay stuck in our sin. He never intends for us to stay bound by pain or so deep in sorrow and despair that we can't look up and see him. No, uh uh-uh. God heals and God restores, and he calls us onward and forward and upward and reminds us that in him we have a great purpose and we have hope. Somebody needs to hear me this afternoon when I say that there is beauty and greatness behind every scar you have, behind every wound, behind every hurt, behind all of the ashes you will ever experience in life. Why? Because God's plan will always be more beautiful than your disappointments. Right in your midnight hour, right when you feel like giving up, right when you have tied the last knot on your rope, God shows up to remind you that he is with you and that he has promised to give you a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Somebody today I know is suffering from disappointment. Somebody has lost their vision. Somebody has shattered dreams. Somebody who's listening has experienced some kind of loss. And you had it, but now it's gone. Something you had has burned up. But I believe God is saying that not only will you produce, he's going to visit the ashes of your life. 
I believe God says that out of your ashes are coming great things. From out of your ashes, you shall rise again. Out of ashes, the church shall rise to a new level of ministry and evangelism. Out of your ashes, you shall build again. Ashes, great things are coming. Out of the ashes, relationships will be restored. Out of ashes from COVID-19, I believe healing is on the way. But what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when the fire has burned up everything? What do you do when you've gone through a fire and the only thing you have to show for what you had is a pile of ashes? I've never known anybody to take ashes and build anything again. I don't know about you, but I've never had the ability to take ashes out of the fireplace or out of the of the charcoal grill and make something with them. But I thank God that only God can take nothing and make it beautiful and useful in his kingdom. I thank God that only God can build our lives beyond ashes. God wants to lift you up wherever you are, whether it's a business that has failed, some kind of venture that you've embarked upon, and now the only thing you have to show for your adventure is ashes, the only thing you have to show for your money is ashes, all but God, Jehovah, Yahweh, Elohim, I am that I am, says that out of your ashes is coming to praise. Out of your ashes is coming fresh ideas and a fresh vision. Out of your ashes, something beautiful is on the way. Because nobody can design anything out of ashes but God. That's why we can't do anything with them. It takes God to do the redesigning. It takes God to pull you up out of your pit. It takes God to bring restoration. It takes God to beautify and transform something seemingly destroyed by fire. But I believe that fire is God's tool, somebody. I believe that fire is his paintbrush. Fire is his magnifier, and out of the fire, out of your ashes shall come greater things. See, sometimes, sometimes when you're experiencing rejection and disappointment, you can't even recognize who you are. You don't know what God is doing. You don't know what God is up to. You can't even identify the whole thing yourself. But beyond your disfigured situation, beauty is coming. There's a ministry coming behind your ashes. There's a greater anointing behind your ashes. There's a greater praise behind your ashes. Out of the ashes is coming a harvest. Out of the ashes is coming expansion. Ashes is coming healing. Out of the ashes is coming deliverance and restoration. Out of the ashes is coming a fresh anointing. Out of the ashes is going to come a fresh a fresh charge. Oh, just trust and believe that God will redesign it. The last thing you see will not be your tears. The last thing you see will not be your disappointment. The last thing you see will not be you by yourself. But out of the ashes, God will raise you up again. Out of the ashes, God will raise your family. Out of the ashes, God will raise his church. Out of the ashes, God will raise new jobs. Out of the ashes, God will raise new businesses. Out of the ashes, God will raise new sons and daughters. Out of the ashes, God will raise a vaccine and a cure for COVID-19. Oh, out of the ashes, God will raise new leadership that acts justly and loves mercy and who walks humbly with our God. Oh, my friends, take another look at your ashes and see a new vision. Take another look at your ashes and see possibilities. Take another look at your ashes and see fresh opportunities. Take another look at your ashes and see Jesus. Oh, I thank you, God. I see greater things. 
I thank you, Lord. I, I see deliverance on the way. I thank you, Lord. I see healed people. I see marriages healed. I see families coming together. I see joy coming out of the ashes. I see praise coming out of the ashes. I see healing coming out of the ashes. I see hope coming out of the ashes. So, so friends, don't, don't, don't ever forget that Jesus is in your ashes. The power of God is at work in your ashes. Beauty is in your ashes. I don't know what your ashes look like. I don't know what loss you had. I don't know what disappointment you've had to endure. I don't even know what got burned up in the fire, but I know what God said. He said, I'll give you a crown of beauty instead of ashes. I'll give you the oil of joy instead of mourning, and I'll give you a garment of praise instead of a garment of despair. Oh, yeah, there are days when God called Israel to put a sackcloth on their body and ashes on their forehead. And every time he called for sackcloth and ashes, it meant it was a time of repentance. It was a time to turn to God, to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face. So I believe ashes are a means to something greater. Sackcloth and ashes are a means for healing. They're also a means for deliverance and for revival and a means for restoration. I believe God is saying that if you can get through your ashes season, joy is on the way. If you can get through your ashy season, deliverance is on the way. Salvation is on the way. Healing is on the way. A new praise and a new testimony is on the way. You're coming into something greater. You're coming into something bigger. You're coming into God's plan that is more beautiful than any disappointment or wound or scar. You are shout right now and praise him in advance for the change he's about to make in your life. Oh, praise God and learn to trust him. Praise God for what he's about to do in your life. You shall produce beyond your ashes. You shall procreate beyond your sorrow. You should discover something new because you're pregnant with something greater. Somebody's pregnant with a new miracle. Somebody's getting ready to birth a new ministry. Somebody's pregnant with a new vision. God says that he's even going to give you a whole brand new name. The end of verse 3 says that you will be called Oaks of Righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. You'll be a tree, a pillar of the church that stands year after year in the face of storms, trials, and every tribulation. You won't be just any old tree, but a tree of righteousness, a tree of ethical behavior, people who live according to God's word and his will, people who reflect the glory of God who made them beautiful. I don't want you to get confused after we hang up the phone because nothing has happened yet. And you start saying, but that preacher said, Jesus would set me free. Well, why am I not free? Well, she said, God would give me beautiful ashes. Well, why is my life still falling apart? Well, you said God would give me the oil of joy instead of mourning. Why am I still depressed? You said I would have the spirit of despair, so why am I still heavy laden? Freedom and healing and beauty and joy and praise belong to every one of us. But I want you to understand that it's going to take some time and some diligence and some study and some prayer to learn how to walk out your healing and restoration and transformation that is already yours by virtue of the blood of Jesus Christ. What we have as a gift from God, we have to learn how to apply and walk out every day 
of our lives so we can walk in God's promises. If you've ever been hurt, if someone has ever abused you, misused you, you've been abandoned, you've been betrayed, you've been made fun of or rejected, whatever it is, and you're emotionally wounded even right now, the good news is that Jesus has already set you free. Now you have to learn how to walk out those prison doors that Christ has already opened so you can see what's yours and believe what's yours. Believe it enough to reach out and begin to put it into action in your life because God wants you to have beauty. He wants you to to have joy, and he wants you to praise and glorify him. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Speak the word of God over your situation. Walk in God's promises every day. Be intentional about praise and rejoice in the Lord always. So take courage, dear friends. Jesus is greater than any virus and greater than any enemy we face in this life. We overcome because he has overcome, and now our lives are hidden in him. May God cover you with peace. May he bring healing in the face of hard news. May he bring deep abiding joy that makes no sense to the world. May he bring comfort and care as he wraps you in his arms. Know that the mighty and sovereign God of miracles fights for you today and every day. He still redeems and he still restores. And his plans will always be more beautiful than your disappointments, your hurt, your abuse, your illness, death, and even the coronavirus. There's beauty straight out of your ashes. What does this kind of beauty look like? It's a standard of inner beauty shown to us by Jesus Christ. It's beauty that wears the proper attire. The Bible says that it is Zion, God's chosen people, to clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Then it says to let the peace of Christ Rule in your heart and be thankful. And just in case you need a few extra beauty tips for your spiritual makeover, that transformation, that restoration that God is about to do in your life, can I offer you just a few more suggestions? For attractive lips, always speak words of kindness. For beautiful eyes, look for the good in other people, even in the midst of your despair. Cleanse daily, not with oil of Olay or Clinique, but with sincere confession of any sin or disobedience. To lose weight, let go of stress, to let go of hatred, anger, discontentment, and the need to control somebody else. Rather than focus on the thorns of life, smell the roses, count your blessings, and be thankful and rejoice. For poise, walk with knowledge and self-esteem. To strengthen your heart, forgive others, and forgive yourself. And for the ultimate in business and casual attire, keep yourself covered in the blood of the Lamb as you wear the robe of Christ. Hide God's word in your heart and learn to apply it to your life. Hold on to God's promise that he will give you a crown of beauty instead of ashes. All the joy, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a plans for you, my friends, will always be more beautiful than your disappointment. Lord God, sometimes the way seems so dark. Sometimes we feel like our lives have been marked by so much grief and pain, and we don't see how our circumstances will ever change. But in the midst of our weakness and our vulnerability, 
God, I pray that you will be our strong tower. Lord, rise up within us. Let your spirit shine out of every broken place we walk through. Lord God, allow your power to be manifest through our weakness so that others will recognize it is you who is at work on our behalf. God, I pray that you would trade the ashes of our lives for the beauty of your presence. Trade our mourning, O oh God, and our grief for the oil of joy and gladness from your spirit. Trade our despair for hope and praise. Oh, God, we choose, we choose, we choose this day to give you thanks and believe that this season of darkness will fade away. We thank you that you are with us in whatever we face and that you are greater than this trial, than this virus, than this pandemic. Lord, we know and recognize that you are sovereign. We thank you for the victory that is ours because of Christ Jesus, and we are confident that you have good, that you have good, that you have good still in store for our future. Thank you that you are at work even right now, trading our ashes for greater beauty. We praise you for making all things new. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know about you all, um, but I'm glad I had mine on mute because I just, sis, Oh my. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my God! My God! My God! There is my no God. telling what God can do. There's no telling what He can do, but you gotta believe. And gotta hold believe. on to His promises. His promises. Speak that word over your life and over your situation, because God can make some yes. changes that you can make on your own. That's mm-hmm. it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We have several callers on the line. If anyone has a question, a comment, um, you can press one. Amen. We can bring you live. Praise God. Praise God. Powerful. 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 Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Seven five seven. The last four thirteen twenty three. You're live. Oh, good, good afternoon, afternoon Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. It's a- can you hear me? Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hello. Okay. Good afternoon. We can hear you. This is Carrie. This is Becky's friend from Virginia. And I just thank God for that message today. Um, I started listening yesterday, and today was just so powerful. And I thank God for you guys getting this uh, call together each and every day. And I just say thank you. It was an awesome word today. God bless God. you, Carrie. Thank you so much for calling in today. God bless you. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. If there's another caller, you can press one. We can bring you live. Amen. Powerful word, Reverend Peggy. Powerful word. Powerful word. Oh, thank you so much. Praise God for it. When I was when I was Amen. first began to think about this, I. That's the first word that came to my mind. I had not taught on it, had not preached it before, but that's just what came to my mind. Amen. But God wants us to have a divine trade-off. He wants us to give him Amen. our sorrow, giving us his blessing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, Reverend Peggy, if you um, have some contact information, um, that there might be some listeners that um, would need you to come and minister virtually for them. Somewhere else, if, if you could give um, a way they can reach you. I know that you're on Facebook, 
Amen? Yes, I'm, I'm on Facebook under Peggy Fox. You can also call me at uh, 837-7205. And that's area code 804. 804. 837-7205. Amen. 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 Powerful. Powerful. Amen. 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 I was blessing God. Powerful release. Powerful release. Powerful release. And then you gave us some beauty tips on top of it. Yeah, God wants us to be beautiful from the inside. You're not too not yes. too fond of the outside. <laughs> Amen. 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 Powerful. 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 Well, listeners, we invite you to join us tomorrow morning at nine AM. Uh, we'll be back on the air, myself and Pastor Linda Brown, for our Seeking Truth. Um, we just have a good time in the Word. Every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., we just let the Spirit mm-hmm. of God have his way. <laughs> so we invite you to join us then. We know that it's Mother's Day weekend, and, you know, many of us will be celebrating um, being mothers. Um, but the Word is still necessary. You know, the Word of God says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so we're going to feed our spirits as we are celebrating our mothers on this weekend, and we invite you to join with us. Wow, what a powerful week. I'll be, I'll be on the air tomorrow at noon um, with our, uh, another lunchtime inspiration. And I said tomorrow, Pastor Linda and I will be there Saturday morning, um, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. See, I'm so hyped. Tomorrow at noon, I'll be on the air. (laughs) And Pastor Linda and I will be on the air Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Amen, amen. So we invite you to join us again tomorrow at noon and then Saturday morning at M. As always, we, um, it's our desire at Empowerment Place Ministries that those that are connected to us are empowered. But more than that, as you are empowered, it is our desire that you take the responsibility to empower someone else. So we pray that this word, I know that it's been a blessing to me, but I pray it's also been a blessing to you and to you, my sister, Reverend Peggy Fox. May God multiply to you all that you poured out to his people on today. Listeners, again, we say thank you. Know that we love you, and we say God bless to each of you. Thank you. We certainly hope that you were empowered by that awesome message and that word of inspiration. To learn more about Empower to Empower Others, we ask that you visit the Empowerment Place Ministries website at www.theempowermentplace.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. And remember, As you are empowered, take the responsibility to empower someone else.